prayed about it, and I'd like to speak about soaring, that's the name of the series, soaring over fear. Soaring over worry, to be more specific. Worry, worry, because God had to teach me some things. I've made extensive notes in the last six months on the subject of worry, and so I'm more in a teaching mode this morning. But how many of you have ever said, don't raise your hands, oh man, I'm just a born worrier. I'm just a born worrier. No, you're not. Let's look at what Jesus has to say about worry. Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 23. I'm sorry, 25. Therefore I say to you, take no thought about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, what you'll put on. Is not your life more than food and the body than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they do not sow, nor do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more important than they? Who among you, by taking thought, can add a cubit to his stature? Why take thought about clothing? I direct my wife to this verse, but she gets mad. (laughs) Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither work nor do they spin, but I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not dressed like one of these. Therefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is here and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be given to you. We're talking worry. We're talking soaring over worry. Now, we all worry about lots of different stuff. Because the truth is, though, that worry doesn't benefit you. It does nothing for you. It's no good for you. Worry is stewing without doing. It only makes you miserable. This morning, I want us to look at the, continue to look at the Sermon on the Mount. And we're going to look at verses that we just read in Matthew 6. And Jesus gives us some reasons why we're not to worry. In fact, I looked at Philippians 4, 6, and it says this. It says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Would you consider that difficult? And yet God tells you, don't worry about anything. Amen? Now, I'm in the same boat you are. We're all in the same boat. God had to be very, he was very loving with me over the last six months, but he was very emphatic about my worry. I need to let that go. What did Jesus say about worry? He said five things. First of all, number one, Jesus said about worry, worry is unreasonable. Verse 25, therefore I say to you, take no thought about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body than clothing? 
Mm-mm-mm. He's saying worry doesn't make sense. There are more important things in life than worry. We tend to worry about materialistic things, and it's just not rational. Now, why is worry unreasonable? Several reasons. First of all, we worry about the wrong things. He says, if you're going to worry about something, worry about something eternal, not external. Amen? Eternal, not external. You know, I've been to parties where I've seen people almost have coronaries because they've spilled something on their nice clothes. <gasps> people will see me. <laughs> they worry about that. We get upset about the dumbest things. God says you could have gourmet food and fashion dresses, shirts and ties, but if you don't have peace of mind, you're missing it all. So worry is unreasonable. If you can change something, hey, change it. If you can't, don't worry about it. On top of that, worry is illogical and irrational and unreasonable because worry always exaggerates the problem. My boyfriend hasn't called me in three days. Not mine, I'm just... Never know these days. <laughs> Worry is crazy. We tend to exaggerate the problem. You know, let's say somebody criticizes you at work or at school, and you start worrying about it, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger in your mind, and, and, and you go over it until finally the whole world's against me. Right? Right? That's the way worry is. Jesus says it's illogical, unreasonable. It throws things all out of proportion. Number two, worry is unnatural. Unnatural. He said, why take thought about clothing? That's a dramatic pause right there. <laughs> why take thought about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field how they grow. They neither work nor they, do they spin. Mm. Now, he gives us a little lesson from nature here, and Jesus says worry is unnatural. First, he talks about bird watching, and I, I don't know a whole lot, and I'm not an uh, ornithologist, and I don't usually look at birds a whole lot, but I do know this. If anybody at all is on God's welfare rolls, it's birds. Amen? I mean, they don't do a whole lot, do they? Except they build a nest once a year. Uh, they flutter around. They pick up land that could be developed. And they, they chirp a lot. They're beautiful. They're pretty. But they don't do a heck of a lot. And he says, then, hey, also look at the flowers. He talks about birds and flowers. Look at the flowers. Have you ever looked at a flower up, up close, really closely, how intricately made they are by God? Every detail of a flower. And Jesus says, God clothed the lilies of the fields and he cares for them. He says, they don't worry. Here's the point. Please get this. Here's the point. The only thing 
in all of creation that worries and doesn't trust God is people, human beings. Everything else in all of creation trusts God. We are the only thing that worries. If you, could, if you would, if you have a pen, write this down. Psalm 145, verse 16. Psalm 145, verse 16. Just write it down. It says, God satisfies the desire of every living thing. All creation trusts God except us. Hmm. You weren't born to worry. You weren't. So, like I said, some people say, oh, Pastor Tony, I'm just a born worrier. No, you're not. There is no such thing as born worriers. Worry is a learned response. You learn from parents, from peers, classmates, people around you. It's a learned response. The good news is, since it is learned, it can be unlearned. Through the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Worry can be unlearned. So you don't have to hold on to it. You don't have to stay a worry wart. You don't have to have anxiety mess up your life for the rest of your life. I'm preaching to me here, okay? I don't know about you, but I'm preaching to me happy right now. Our bodies were not made for worry. You know, we take it out on our bodies, don't we? We get all kinds of headaches and ulcers and different kinds of things. Have you ever heard anybody say, man, I'm just worried sick? To which I respond, yes, you are. You worry yourself literally sick. It can mess you up royally if you don't watch out. Here's a couple of Bible verses. You can jot these down. Proverbs 12, 25. God says an anxious heart weighs a man down. Proverbs 14, verse 30 says, a heart at peace gives life to the body. You see, worry causes more fatigue than work. Probably because more people worry than work. You know, if we would pray more and worry less, that might be a solution. Just saying. Get this if you get nothing else today. If you prayed as much as you worried, you'd have a lot less to worry about. You see, worry is unnatural. It's unreasonable. Notice that it says there, your father knows your needs. And God says, aren't you, aren't you more valuable? Don't you think I'll take care of you? I take care of the rest of the world. I'll take care of you. Jesus is saying that about his heavenly father, our father. Number three, worry is unhelpful. Who among you by taking thought can add a cubit to his stature? Jesus says it doesn't work. It's useless. He says, worry can't make you taller. It can't make you shorter. It can't grow more hair. In fact, if anything, worry shortens your life. It doesn't lengthen it. Worry doesn't work. 
Like I said, it's stewing without doing. Think about it. Do you have a rocking chair at home? Worry is like sitting in a rocking chair and going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. A lot of, lot of effort, but you ain't going nowhere. That's what worry is like. So why do you worry? It only makes you miserable. Jesus says you can't add a single day to your life by worrying about it. Let me ask you, when you worry about your past, does that change it? Worry cannot change your past. When you worry about your future, does that control it? No. Worry can't change the past. It can't control the future. Worry only messes up today. That's all it does. It's the most worthless use of, misuse of energy one, one can imagine because it does nothing but make you miserable. And so Jesus says it's unhelpful. It doesn't work. He says not only that, number four, worry is, and the answer, I'm worried now. <laughs> number four, worry is unnecessary. Hmm. Therefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is here and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? And as I said, I would look at my wife and go, honey. And then I'd get duck. Worry's unnecessary, loved ones. He says there's no use to, no, no need to worry because God has promised to take care of you if you'll just trust him. God says, I'm your heavenly father. You, I don't, you don't have to worry where the next paycheck is coming from if you trust me. God can turn off one faucet and turn on the other with, with all ease. It's easy for him. And so you don't look to any project, any person, any job, any event as your source of supply. You look to God as your source of supply. And if one source dries up, well, God just opens up another one. He says, don't worry, don't worry child, I'll take care of you. Now, if you really are a child of God, if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and and then God has assumed responsibility for your needs. And we'll say that again. If you've made Jesus Christ your personal Savior and Lord, then God has assumed responsibility for all your needs. Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply a few, some, all of your needs. Does that include car payments? Come on. Yes. Does it include mortgage payments? Yeah. Does it include doctor bills? Yes. When you need new shoes, does it include that? And all the ladies said, amen, amen. <laughs> Praise God. It, yeah, but... but when God says, I'll supply all your needs, he doesn't say, I'll supply all your greed. So let's be clear right there, okay? But 
God, I will supply all your needs in Jesus Christ. So what are you worrying about? Mm -mm -mm. You see, worry is really not trusting God, and that's the bottom line. I know some don't like that. I may be standing on your toes, but I promise God will heal your feet this morning. <laughs> worry is really not trusting God. Somebody needs to hear that today. I need to hear that today. Worry always indicates that you have a misunderstanding of what God is like. And if I misunderstand what God is like, then I can't trust him. Hear me now. If I misunderstand what God is really like, I can't trust him. And if I can't trust him, then I'm going to worry. Mm. So the issue really is not that you're worried. It's just who do you think God is? Think about it. Do you think God will do what he says he'll do? Hmm. He, we always get into trouble when we doubt God's love for us. Now, if God can be trusted for my salvation, for eternity, can't he be trusted for everything else in my life? Amen? Romans 8 says, well, that's what Romans 8 says, that you can trust God for everything. We say, God, I'm trusting you with my life. Save me from eternal damnation, Lord Jesus. Lead me into an eternity in heaven. Solve my biggest problem and forgive all my guilt, sin, and shame. But I'll take care of my finances. I'll hold on to this and take care of this myself. You take care of everything else, Lord. I'll take care of my wallet and my finances. Uh-uh. Oh, no, you don't. You see how ludicrous that is? But people do it all the time. If God saved you, he solved your biggest problem. Any other problem that you have is minor in comparison. And so he says it's unreasonable, unnatural, unhelpful, unnecessary. You don't need to worry. Well, God will help you with your problems, no matter how small or how big. Imagine, okay, now pay attention here. Let's just assume you're out in the country with a big heavy knapsack on your back and you're walking a dirt road and you're getting really tired and weighed down by this heavy thing on your back. Along comes a pickup truck with an old farmer driving it. Come on in, son. Come on in the truck. I'll, I'll, I'll take you down the road. You don't have to lug that heavy thing like that. So you jump in. You jump into the seat next to the old farmer driving the pickup and he says, son, why don't you take off that heavy knapsack and throw it in the back of the truck? And you say, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's just fine for you to carry me. I'll carry this load. You get that illustration? Because that's what we do with God. That's exactly what we do with God. God, you take care of all my big needs, and I'll handle my family crisis. God, I'll handle the job issues. I'll handle the health problems. God, you take care of my eternal salvation, and I'll handle all the financial issues. 
I'm talking to somebody here today. In fact, the Lord's talking to somebody today. God's saying, what are you talking about? I I said in Philippians 4.19, I'll supply all your needs, financial, emotional, spiritual, physical, mental, relational, if you'll just trust me. You see, this really boils down to my last point this morning that Jesus said, number five, oh boy, don't get up and run out. Worry is unchristian. And I know some of you have worries today. I did too. In the, over the last six months, I was, I was so worried, I was teetering on the edge of unbelief. You a minister? Yeah, me. Worry is unchristian. When you worry, you are acting like an atheist. Again, I'm on your toes, but God will heal your feet. Okay, hang on, hang on. I'm speaking the truth in love. God got on me, okay, in love, but he got on me nonetheless. You're acting as if God doesn't exist and that he won't do what he's promised to do for you. Worry is unchristian. Now listen, non-believers have every right to worry. You hear me? Non-believers ought to worry. If I didn't have a personal relationship with Christ, I'd be worried sick. I mean it. All you have to do is pick up a newspaper, turn on the internet, turn on the TV, listen to radio. There's plenty of things to worry about in this society today. Mm. In our families, our community, in the world, in our personal lives, there's plenty to worry about. And if I were not a believer, if I didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I'd have every reason to worry because I think, oh, good night, nurse. I'm out here on my own. I got to make it in this rotten world, this dog eat dog world. Yeah. But Christians are different. Amen? Christians are to be different. We don't have to worry because we have a heavenly father and he says, I'll supply all your needs. All of them. God says, you guys are my children, but you're acting like orphans. You act like orphans every time you worry. You're saying, I really don't trust. I don't know now. I really don't think God will do what he's promised to do. I really don't trust God. I don't even think that he can do what he says he's going to do. That's what worry says. You may not verbalize it, but that's what worry says. Notice God said, Jesus says, your heavenly father knows you need these things. How often do we act as if God is unaware of my house payment, of my car payment, or God's unaware of the other bills, or God's unaware of any area. Worry is practical atheism. Worry is playing God. Come on. Worry is playing God. That's what it is. When you worry, you're playing God. You're assuming responsibility that God never intended for you to have.
You're trying to control the uncontrollable. One of these days, you're going to wake up to the fact that most of your life is beyond your control. Now, I don't care how many self-help books that you buy every year and that you read and you say, I'm the master of my fate. No, you're not. But you can trust our kind, loving, heavenly Father. Amen? Absolutely. Romans 8.32 says, Since God didn't spare even his own son for us, but gave him up for us, won't he surely give us everything else? If God loved you and me enough to send Jesus, his son, to die on the cross for our sins, don't you think he loves us enough to care for every other need we've got? He cares. He cares about your washing machine that's on the fritz. He cares about stuff that concerns us. Nothing's too big for him. Nothing's too small for him. I pray for my kitty cats. God's a good God. I want to ask you to please stand. And we're going to close.